Hello and welcome to East to West WLS, the podcast where we support the bariatric community with humor, humility, and honesty. I'm April and I'm the West. And I'm Jason and I'm the East. Today we are so excited to be welcoming Melissa Reese to the podcast. Hi, Melissa. Hey. She is the founder of Harbor Total Wellness. Uh, and Melissa and I kind of have an interesting get to know you story. When I moved here to Gay Harbor about two or three years ago, I wanted to find a new home gym. And I called around to, to all the local ones. And Melissa was one of the first, uh, first women that I spoke to. And I was jazzed because you really kind of focus on supporting women in the community. And I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. We had an amazing conversation. Uh, your gym just sounded phenomenal. And I was super stoked. I was going to try out my first class and then COVID hit and then it's been like life has changed for absolutely everybody uh so then when we were looking for for guests to bring on the podcast to focus on kind of movement and wellness uh your name was brought up or was was recommended to me from somebody else and then when you and I were spoke on the phone I was like wait a minute I've talked to you before this feels so familiar because we had actually connected two years before <laughs> It's such a funny story. I remember that too. Right? Very, very, very small world. Yep. yep. But it's okay. Today we are super excited to, to really kind of explore this concept of wellness. Uh, we know that you, you own your own gym. You are an advocate for, for just really all things wellness, for movement and nutrition, uh, and that you are a very busy human. So on top of owning your own business, you have multiple children. You are expecting another child. You have a firefighter husband. So you are just like managing this, like, this Fortune 500 company, and yet you still manage to make wellness and movement a part of like, your everyday life. We don't know how you do it but we're hoping you're going to share that with us today. <laughs> awesome. 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 So, uh, Melissa, just real briefly, will you let our listeners and our followers know, like just who, who you are, what makes you, you or who, yeah. What, what's led you to, to this point in your life today? Yeah. So I, I mean, growing, growing up, I, I started sports at three years old. So I started soccer at three. So I've always been in something, um, whether it's community with teams or activity, I've just been always into like, I don't really think I was into fitness at four years old, but I was in that realm of the world. And so as I grew up, I, you know, played sports through high school and then I got scholarships through college. And so it just kind of ended up being a trajectory of like fitness was just the way of life. Um, I, didn't really realize that it helped with so many like anxiety issues that I had just other little stuff that like, you don't know you have when you're growing up, but when you work out, it just like releases a lot of excess tension, anxiety, nervous energy, whatever. So I've always been in, I've always been into that nutrition on the other hand, not always into, um, growing up, I, I, you know, I playing so many sports, I could get away with eating really whatever I wanted, but it wasn't always, the most <laughs> nutritious ideas, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so getting after college and then, you know, working, I worked on cruise ships for about five years after college, but coming back after that, um, I got into doing bikini shows, which sounds totally vain, but I taught me totally about nutrition because it was obviously you had to work out, but half of what you looked like was your food. So for the first time ever in my life, I worked out less and I ate ridiculously clean, healthy all day long. And I saw results that I was like, how was I not looking like that 
when I played three hours of soccer every day. Well, duh, I drank beer in college and I ate like bagels, you know? There was yeah. no nutrition like goal and nobody taught. That's the thing is nobody taught that. Like go mm-hmm. have pasta and, and garlic bread and then go play soccer for two hours. Mm-hmm. And you wonder why we crash. And so why I'm passionate about it now is like, yes, going through all the years of being in athletics and learning that exercise helped in so many ways. And then when I tied in the food part, I was like, I am never going back to eating like that again. Like, I feel good. I'm now seeing results that, like, I wish I would have had in college. Oh, my God, I would have been, like, a way better athlete, you know, fueling your body right. So I think just kind of that trajectory of path that I went on with being obsessed with sports, doing those bikini shows, learning about nutrition, and then getting into CrossFit – um was when it kind of catapulted because it was I could like, compete with it again it was like an uh a sport it wasn't just like mm-hmm. you know go on go to a class I was like oh I could like beat people again you know or like <laughs> I got, like competitive people with me like it just fueled everything for me um and then with eating correctly it just really helped me get better at at CrossFit and recovery and things like that so I've kind of always been a nerd with working out I've loved it uh, since literally I cannot remember. Food was something that I learned. Um, and I, I probably didn't really honestly learn it until I was 27. So I'm, I'll be 39 this year. Um, but up until 27, I you know, was in college. I worked on cruise ships, which I tried to eat healthy, but I didn't really know what food meant at that point either. Yeah. Um, but learning it through doing those bikini shows and understanding what nutrition does that was the biggest takeaway that I took from that year of my life was like, Oh my God, I did not know that food does this or it helps with, you know, cause I suffer from anxiety. So I've done a lot of research on what foods trigger anxiety, what foods help with nervous energy, what foods can you stay away from that aren't going to cause, you know, certain, you know, the booze blues after there's a lot of different things that you can monitor that I found out while I was eating so clean, I was like, oh my God, I never felt so clear-minded in my life. Is this because of the food I'm eating? You know, and so that grabbed a hold of me being like, if I feel this good, I really want to help other people feel just as good as doing that, you know? And then that led into me doing AdvoCare, which was a nutrition and wellness supplement company that I did for, oh Lord, 10 years up until 2019 when it all went away. Um, they didn't, you know, I don't want to get into all that, but it went away. You can buy the supplements, but my business was gone in an email. So 10 years of all my hard work was gone. And I thought, well, I could still help people. I'll just do my own thing. So that's when I started this, uh, Harbor Total Wellness so that I could, I had been in the industry for 11 years of health and nutrition and wellness. I thought, well, let me do what I've learned and put myself through for the past 11 years and just do my own thing. Um, instead of jumping back into, you know, different stuff. Yep. Yep. Well, it's good that you mentioned that too, because I know a lot of people when, depending on what program they're on with weight training and working out and things like that, a lot of people have that misconception to bulk, you've got a carb load, you've got to do all this and got to have the carbs to be able to feed your body to be able to build the muscle. And so it's good to know that, you know, you have learned from, like you said, from your bikini shows and things, that, that there's yeah. different ways that you can go about building that same muscle and feel a lot better while you're doing it. Yeah. Oh. Hey, it's April with East to West WLS. I don't know about you, but after I dropped a significant amount of weight, my body just didn't feel like my own and I needed help 
feeling like it was my own again. So I started receiving chiropractic care. If you live in the Tacoma area, I cannot recommend Grit City Cairo more. Dr. McKenzie is passionate about helping you feel, function, and live better. Check out her Instagram at Grit City Cairo or her website, gritcitychiropractic.com for more info and to book your first consultation. And if you mention East to West, you'll get a discount on your first visit. I feel amazing after seeing her and I think you will too. Well, and I think too, you know, for, for, for us, for bariatric patients and for people who are thinking about having bariatric surgery, and then especially after we've had the procedure, you very quickly realize, okay, wait a minute. The, the surgery is actually a very small piece of this, of my story, because it's all about the food that you consume and the quantities and, and you stopping you not eating when, when you all of a sudden feel full. And the more, the more research that we do, the more conversations that we have with people, it just continues to come back to the quality of, of the food that you, that you take in of, of what you eat and drink. Um, you know, and we, we get messages from people all the time and we see people always, you know, asking like, oh, I've regained weight. What do I do? And, you know, half the comments are, well, you need to work out more. You need to do this, or you need to do that. And Jason and I are always just like, no, you, you need to focus on what you're eating. You need to track what you're eating. You need to focus on your macros. You need to look at the quality uh, of your ingredients. The, the number one thing that I took away from from my time being a Weight Watcher was that fitness happens at the gym, weight loss happens in the kitchen, right? And when you combine those two things, that mental clarity that you talked about is one of the first, I think like positive effects that you notice about bariatric surgery is that all of a sudden this fog of food is lifted. And when you're taking in less food, right? Your, your body can process what you're doing when you're thinking critically about what you are eating, everything changes absolutely everything. And it's so hard to, to describe to people what it's like to live as an obese person, because you just don't know what, you don't know how foggy your life has been until you are not that way anymore. I, I always share it on the podcast. I, I remember sitting, we just built this house. We'd gotten moved in. I think I was maybe two or three months post-op. And I remember sitting in a chair and I was just thinking like, what is going on? I have so much free time. Or it's just like my brain, like, I just can't believe I have, it was just such an odd feeling. And then I realized, oh my God, before surgery, 90% of my day and 90% of my brain's capacity was dedicated to food, food related. Like it was thinking about it, prepping it, shopping for it, obsessing over it, eating it, zoning out. Right. And then when it goes away, you're just like, holy shit. Right. So the, yeah, the, the power of new, of nutrition and the power of thinking about what we are eating and what we are consuming is, is key to, to finding lasting success, right. Before and after surgery. Oh, and I, you know, cause I worked, I was a CrossFit coach in Seattle for three years um, and very successful, huge gym. So saw a lot of people and, you know, you get to know who they are and you'd see them stay the same, you know, and they're in there sometimes double days, you know? Mm -hmm. So I never, you know, until you get to know them, you can't be like, mm, why are you here again? Yeah. But I just remember asking, like, I, I know you now. What's your food like? Because I love you, but you've looked, I mean, nothing's changing. And I know you're yeah. coming back twice a day now to get more yeah. results. You ain't going to find it that way. You no. know, like exercise determines the shape of your body. Nutrition 
lets you know whether you're going to see that or not. You know, like if you took this hour instead of coming back here and you food prepped or you ate something different, you're going to regain a lot more out of this hour here than you are coming into this gym trying to sweat it out. You yeah. know, like regain, like I tell people, I'd rather not work out for a damn month. Yeah. You can take that hour that you're working out because that's the only hour you have free for your day. Take it to food prep. Do it. And you will look different in a week from now if yes. you did that instead of working out and not eating right. You know, oh, dude, Jason and I are the perfect example of that. I lost 120 pounds and I did zero activity. Jason, how, how much have you lost? And you've done no activity. 169 pounds. Right. And, and we haven't done anything like what you would consider a workout. I mean, Jason and I, we walk constantly, like we're doing housework and yard work. So it's not like we're not moving, but we're not, we're not doing like a prescribed workout and we've lost, you know, almost 400 pounds, you know, or over 300 pounds combined. If I get on a day that I don't do any kind of yard work or anything else, if it's a normal day where I just work, work from home, like I've been doing and take care of my grandbabies, if I get 5,000 steps in, in a day, I'd be shocked. Yeah. Yep. And, and we know, we know that our overall health, right. To live a long, healthy, fulfilling life movement has to be a part of it, right? We have to keep our bones strong, our muscles strong. Like there's, we are not saying you can live on the couch and, and have a long, healthy life because you cannot. But when you incorporate solid nutrition and nutritional principles with movement, you are going to have a quality of life that you have never had before in your life. You will have the, the healthy, vibrant, long life that you have always dreamed for, uh, but it's just going to take some effort. Uh, and really that's kind of what our conversation is, 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 it's what it's about today, right? We, we want to know what, what is, what is wellness? What does it mean to you? Uh, how can we make nutrition and movement something that we always do in our busy lives instead of something that really kind of falls on the back end? And then, you know, what are your recommendations for people who just don't know where to start, right? Because a lot of us are in that boat. We've had the surgery. We're feeling good. We've dropped a significant amount of weight. And now we're looking to, to, to the long term. So, uh, yeah, it, I think this is just going to be a really insightful and meaningful conversation for, for people within our community and even not in the bariatric community, right? Because you're an individual, you've never had bariatric surgery. You're just passionate about helping people live their healthiest lives. Yep. Um, where do you want me to start? Well, let's, uh, let's just start at the beginning. What is wellness, right? Like we were kind of talking earlier, this is like a super trendy topic, <laughs> right? Like they, you can throw wellness on a box of cookies and it might sell really well. So, right. So I guess, so, so what is, what is wellness? What does it mean to you? And, and when you hear that word, what, what do you wish everybody knew about it? I think, you know, wellness to me isn't just, you know, looking good in a bikini or losing a bunch of weight. Um, it's overall, I think mind, body, and soul, you know, your mind's gotta be well, your body's gotta be well, everything's gotta be well for you to be well. Um, I think a lot of people just focus on one component of wellness, whether it's like, I gotta lose weight or I gotta get me muscle or I gotta do this, but they don't realize if this isn't well, nothing, nothing else is gonna even happen. Mm -hmm. So wellness to me is just finding, you know, finding what you love, finding what you're passionate about and doing that. Like if I'm passionate about CrossFit, that's great. You might be like, I hate CrossFit, but find something you're passionate about and do that. Whether it's, you know, walking, swimming, biking. I think a lot of times people try to do what they see people they do that they follow. And in reality, they're like, I don't even want to lift weight. Like, 
you know? And, but then yes. they're, they're not, they need to find their own well, you know, well-being for them. So that's why, you know, I try to like, for when I coach people, like, what do you like to do? You don't have to tell me today, but like, what do you like to do? Write it out. Is it walking, biking, gardening, swimming, playing? Like, what do you like to do that gets you motivated or gets you feeling excited? Write that down, you know? And then what do you do for your brain? Are you filtering it with, you know, negativity? Are you following, you know, usually people are following inspirational, fitspirational, you know, people and things like that. But what are you doing with your mind to get your body to do what you want to do? Because it, motivation comes and goes just as quickly as that. So mm. you're not going to be motivated every day. I can tell you I'm not motivated every day, but I've found principles that I are, that I'm passionate about that I know right? If you do this, this will happen for the rest of your day. If you don't do this, this is how the rest of the day is going to go. You know, so it's finding exercise, whatever that is for you, wellness, what you love, mindset, like what do you read? What do you want to follow? What, what will, you know, when you find your why, you know, why you get surgery or why are you losing weight? It has to be something that's not, you know, I don't want to say the word superficial, but oh, I'm going on vacation in 10 days. I'm like, that's, that's superficial. Yeah. Well, because when your vacation's done, so goes your motivation. You know what I mean? I'm like, where in your gut, like what's causing you to want to look good on vacation? Or is it stem back from why well, I grew up heavier and I made fun, you know, there's just so many different avenues, all that, all that can go that until your why is like gut wrenching to you to where either you cry or you feel sick or you go, I fucking had it. That's what's going to make you be well because you're like okay i know the pros and cons of if i don't do this this is the way it's going to go if i do do this this is the way it's going to happen so that people can kind of be well mindseted going into it because if you don't have the mindset switched on before they want to do the action of losing weight or whatever their goal is it's just not it's not going to happen so wellness for me is you got to be connected with all of it you know you got to have your mind right you got to have your body right you got to kind of you know not necessarily your soul, right? But it's all connected, mind, body, and soul. So that when you're in something or you commit to something, you're all in. There's not one part of you that's out, you know, there's not one part of you that's in, you're fully present in that moment. Yeah. Um, and well, and then, you, you know, you feel good. I think, you know, even your mind, whether, I think when you can get your mind right, everything else will work very well. And I only say that I've worked with so many people that I could give them a meal plan and say that will get you results and they ain't gonna follow it if they're not yeah. right you know yeah so it's starting very slowly of like you know get your body right find something that you love to do exercise wise get your mind right find something you read or follow or you know any any type of inspiration that you feel will help you get there and then write out your pros and cons of what your day in life will be like when you do it and what it will be like if you don't do it. And when you write that stuff out and you see the difference of how your day and your life will go, it's very easy to be like, oh, okay, this is way more beneficial than this. But if it's just in your mind, it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't compute the same, I don't think. Um, so while that's kind of wellness to me in a whole nutshell is you really got to find what you're passionate about in the exercise world. It doesn't have to be what your best friend does. It can be what you mm -hmm. do. Um, Brain-wise, mental-wise, like how do you get there? You know, how do you fuel your mind to be ready to go? And then, then really your why is the other one that I think will help you stay in that wellness realm. Um, finding that 
deep purpose of why you want to do it is what's going to help you be disciplined and consistent to get there. Because if you're solely purely going off motivation, it's, it's not going to, it won't get you very far. No, I, I really love, you brought up a couple of things that I absolutely uh, resonate with. And what almost nobody talks about is what you said. You have to really be careful about who and what you follow right? Because that really plays a huge role in, in, in your success. But before weight loss surgery, I was following a bunch of like, yeah, fitspiration or you know, the workout gurus on, on Instagram. And it was one thing to watch them and to see what they were doing, but it, it never really resonated with, with me because I knew that I could never be a size two. I was never going to have a 12 pack like that. Just, I, it's just not me. So instead of finding motivation from following those people, I was actually doing the opposite. I was harming myself more. And when I was at my heaviest, a, a close friend of mine was like, I don't know. You know, she asked me like, why aren't you following plus size models? Why aren't you following plus size, you know, like clothing companies? And I was like, well, like, why would I like, that's, you know, that doesn't seem, it seems counterintuitive to what my goal is, but you know, her reasoning really helped me kind of get to this point where it was like, you have to live your life at whatever size and shape you are. It doesn't matter. All that matters is that you are, you are living it to the fullest extent. So I thought, okay, right. Like I, I, I that makes some sense. So I unfollowed a bunch of people and I, and I followed a bunch of plus size models and, and co-edition and, and all these, you know, plus size brands. Cause I was plus size. I still am plus size. But as soon as I started following them, my mindset really did shift because now all of a sudden it was like, Oh, well look at all these amazing things they're doing and they're my size. So what the hell have I been doing this entire time? And as soon as that happened, I found that I was more active. I was happier, right? I was eating differently, not because I was being shamed by it, but because I was inspired to live my best life. And I think that also is so true after you have had bariatric surgery, you need to find people and groups and things that inspire you to live the life that you want to live uh, that's right for you, right? Not necessarily what somebody else is doing because you know, and just like what you said, I, we can go get a meal plan anywhere. Our surgeons and our doctors should have given us a meal plan, right? But if we're having a difficult time following that meal plan, then we're missing the, the mindset piece. And you're only going to find it by looking up to people who are living their best lives in, in the healthy ways that we need to after bariatric surgery. And people just don't think about that, yeah. not at all. So when, when you were working with your clients uh, at the gym, like, like you were saying, right? These, these people were showing up for like double, like double CrossFit days. And you had this conversation with them about nutrition. What did they say? Or like, how was that, how was that taken? Um, well, like I said, I think, I believe timing and all of that, you know, I mean, there was, I waited, I waited a while till they got to know me. I didn't want to be like, you know, I, I mean, coming from, somebody at that point in my life when I was coaching, I was extremely fit. I was the one, you know, with the six pack and the one that people would have been like, screw you. Like, Oh, it must be really shitty to be fit, you know, but yeah. did they know like the amount of work that I put in to doing that. But still, I, I always wore baggy clothes. I mean, they made fun of me like, God, you look like a bum in here. Like, <laughs> I just was never about showing it off. I just wanted to look good for me. And I know it can be very intimidating to anybody to come in. And, I mean, I get intimidated when I go to a gym and I'm like, oh, shit, I got a sweat on. I'm like, I know I look okay, but God, now I feel weird. <laughs> um, and so I just, I wanted to be 
a easy approach to where they trusted me, they liked me, and they knew I was coming from a place of like, I'm not trying to call you out. I'm just trying to help you. So I would, I would wait a little bit, but you can, I mean, I read people's body language all the time and there'd be days where I could see frustration or, you know, when they're coming in and I'd always say, you know, Hey, why are you coming in? What's, what's up? What's the two days? You know, are you looking to like compete? Are we looking to get stronger? What's they're like, no, you want to lose weight. And I'm like, Oh, I'm like, okay, well, can you tell me what your, what's your nutrition like? And they're like, I do paleo. I'm like, okay, paleo is great. Like you cut things out and whatnot. I go, well, what are your macros with your paleo? And they're like, what do you mean? Well, you can't eat all the nuts you want. And you can't eat all the dried mango. You know, because I knew a lot about paleo. And I was like, so I think you're at a a good place, but like you don't know how much you're eating of it. And they're like, no, it's paleo. We're eating whatever we want. I was like, okay, there's a problem. So I was like, you're, you're doing very well making great, you know, you're not eating burgers and fries and ice cream, but still too much of the good stuff leads to weight gain too. So mm-hmm. I would just, you know, I always was like, if you ever want to learn about what your macros could be or how much your body should be taking of the good stuff you're doing, so I don't want to change your food. Let me know, because I think if you tailor things to maybe what your goals are in the gym, because that was another hard question was, do you want to be it was hard in CrossFit because do you want to have performance or weight loss? You can't necessarily have both when you want to lose weight and you want to have performance because calorie and it's just totally different ball game. So I would have to kind of be like, do you want to be here or are you looking to lose weight? And if you're looking to lose weight, I can help you fix some of this. If your mm-hmm. performance, then you got to own where you're at mm-hmm. because if you want to be stronger and do other things like that, I don't want to cut things from you because you feel really good in the gym and you're performing awesome. But if we start to tailor things down a little bit, just to cut your macros a bit, you might lose a little bit of energy in the beginning. And I don't want to take the focus off your fitness if that's your goal. So it kind of would turn into that conversation where it was bubbles in your court knowing, Oh, I can't really do both. I'm like, well, you can eventually, but Mm -hmm. if you want to lose weight, we got to get that off first. And then we can work our way back up to being here. So it just kind of turned into, you know, no one ever got mad at me. I can say at least for, I mean, to my face. (laughs) I just tried to approach it with like a really natural way of like, I'm not calling you out. I'm just really wanting, you work your ass off. And like, I see that you're working so hard and I want you to get the benefits of what you're doing. And And I think I can help if we just switch some things around. And then I left it. You know, and then I, you know, and then some of them were like, Hey, could you maybe help me with that? Or some of them didn't change a thing, but years would go down the road and they remember the conversation. They're like, Hey, I totally remember you talking to me about that. I think I'm ready to fix something. Cause I'm freaking tired of being here four hours a day. I was like, okay, yeah. you know, so just kind of setting it up where it was very open-ended. It never had like, you can do it. You know, it was more of like, you just come to me, but I just want you to know that I can be a resource for you depending on where your goals are, because I do, you know, I could catch your vibe and your vibe is a bit down today. And I want to make sure you're okay. You know, were there, I think even somebody saying, are you okay? Doesn't happen very often. You know, everybody's kind of into their own thing, but as a coach, I just always would look at people's body language and demeanor. And I was like, oh, you know, you never know who's checking up on them or you never know 
what shit they're going through. And even if they want to tell me nothing, but F you, I eat fine. At least they know that I was like, are you all right? Yeah. It's a foot, it's a foot in the door, right? To to start that conversation. I just want to make sure you're okay. Cause you just seem a little bit off today. And it always kind of caught them off guard a bit, but then they were like, no, I feel like I'm working really hard and nothing's changing. And then that was a very easy end to kind of assessing what they, you know, want to discuss, I guess. Well, and that kind of defeat is one of the worst that you can kind of face as somebody who's trying to change their body, whether it be losing weight or building muscle or that kind of thing, mm-hmm. to put so much into a program like that, who you look around and can see around the room, other people are getting such amazing results from, and to know that something with you's not computing with the program, and a lot of people don't know off the top that nutrition plays such a big role in that because some people just yeah. know oh, you go work out a whole bunch and then you just eat you know don't eat so bad and i'll look like you know they do on tv right. because they, we've been sold that lie for so many years it's hard for the truth to make its way to the top and say no it's got to be this actual you got to mm-hmm. follow more than one program at a time to be able to get that type of success and you know even then it's going to be really tough you've got to put the work in so that, that's the kind of defeat you want to try to keep everybody from having because, hey, you don't want them to bash whatever program it is they're trying and not get success from. And you don't want them to fall off the wagon and go back to eating like, you know, however they ate before, just gain all their weight. Well, and really, I mean, Jason, this just reminds me of like what every bariatric patient experiences like month nine to 12 is that, right, that, that first year is when we lose most of our weight. It's when our tool is quote unquote, most effective, right? So you do nothing. It feels like you're doing nothing and you drop just a massive amount of weight. And all of a sudden you get to that point where your body's like, okay, like we could live here forever if you just keep doing exactly what you're doing. But usually that number is not the number that you want to see. So then you start having this conversation of, okay, wait, am I stalled or have I slipped? Or am I just not doing the work? And at that point, you really have to commit to nutrition, right? I have to commit to my macros. I really need to put in the work because only then do you start to go to, you know, to go down again. And it's just such a struggle because you just don't want to, you don't want to do it. Tracking is not something that we've ever been good at. And it's, it's time consuming. It can be time consuming. So that's kind of my, my next question. How do you help people get over the hump of like, uh, of tracking because that's that's what you're talking about right you have to know what you were taking in uh to be able to make those adjustments right for me i you know just because i've worked with so many different types of people from ocd people like me that are like i'll track all day long like mm-hmm. this this gets me high i love it to people that are like you want me to do what with the scale yeah like that stresses me out and i'm like okay and so for me i have to go back to it, which is hard because I'm like, oh, it's really not that hard, you know, but I have to say, yo, check yourself, Melissa. This is like when I started, you know, <laughs> sounds so stupid and funny, but when I started the Dave Ramsey money program where, you know, you get out of debt and you do all this, all the little steps and all that stuff you talk about, I was like, shit, I gotta write. Oh, yeah. I gotta write this down. And I was like, oh my God, I can't do all these steps at once. And he's like, it's, oh, it's easy, you know? And I was like, oh, this is my people who are like, flip-flopped and I'm like you know stressed about how the fuck do I make my moves and what do I yeah. do? you know and I'm like they're like yo it's money chill out you'll, you'll figure it out 
But I was like, oh my God, I'm those people who are overwhelmed with what I tell them to do. Like, I get it. Oh shit, I gotta slow my roll. So as funny as it was, Dave Ramsey sort of saved myself in bringing myself to check it, going, this stuff is intimidating for a lot of people, even though it might not be for you. You gotta remember what it was like when you were doing Dave Ramsey. Yes. So, you know, um, so I kind of, I tell people, what's your commitment level? You know, like what, where are you at? What can you commit to? What does not stress you out? And then we list them out. Okay. So here, here are suggestions. We can macro count. This means we plug everything into my fitness pal, X, Y, Z. That's this. Or we can portion control. You, you can weigh, you can measure, you can do your food. Or this is all here. And you're like, I ain't doing none of that. Where can we start tomorrow then? What are you doing today that maybe you shouldn't be doing? Well, maybe the chocolate every night. Okay, is that something you want to cut out? I think I can commit to that. Cut it out. Okay, what's one thing you can do tomorrow that's good for you? Do you eat breakfast? Do you drink water? What's your morning routine? I have coffee and maybe I have uh, string cheese and some almonds. Okay, are you hungry and full off that? Well, I don't know. So it's more of what breakfast can we get you doing tomorrow morning that's gonna help you start your day off right? And you're cutting out chocolate. There's your two things. Let's do it for a week. Be done. You know what I mean? Oh. Be done. Like, don't try to weigh portion all your shit out. Just do two things and nail it. So when I follow up with you a week from now, you have seven days of saying, Melissa, I've eaten breakfast. This is what I've made. I drink two things of water in the morning and I've cut out chocolate. Okay, there's three. Money, own them. Own them until they are like no longer stressful. So then when they're like, oh, I can do breakfast now. It's like, I'm not even thinking about it. Awesome. What's the rest of your day like? Well, then, you know, then I get into their nutrition. I'm like, well, how about we switch out the bagel for lunch for maybe like a whole wheat wrap or, you know, like little, little changes. They're like, oh, I can do that. I'm like, cool. There's your fourth bowl. So now they have water, breakfast, no, no chocolate at night and whole, you know, whole wheat tortilla. Those are four massive changes that they're not realizing they're changing when you do it very simplistic over a week to two weeks to three mm -hmm. weeks. And if it's eight weeks down the road, there's eight new habits, you're losing weight, mm -hmm. stuff's changing. So I have to work with the right type of mindset with someone to do it in steps and increments where it doesn't, because if it stresses you out, you're done, you're done. I mean, I yes. got that with Dave Ramsey and I had to sit down and make a list of what I could literally do a day to not make it so overwhelming. You know, when I was like, I can't do all this in the beginning. I'm going to fizzle out. And I know that's what people will do. When you're like, go macro, go count, go, you know, go weigh all your food. And then you go work out too. Go yeah. do that because then you'll be set. And they're like, oh, forget it. I'm out. You know? Well, so and that's, that, yeah. So many people think they've got to encompass all of it at one time because they're like, oh, well, you've had the surgery. Now you're not going to lose anymore until you start, you know, really tracking and weighing out and you got to work out so go ahead and make that happen and make sure you're still losing weight and uh have a good time and be successful and people are just like well what the hell does that mean like how do i know i don't even know where to start like most of these people like you know like that you have, have never even been like they're they're not fans of working out so they haven't been they may have been to a gym once or twice but they'll go run around on the treadmill look at everybody else get overwhelmed and go home like oh, they just like, yes. and eat a bag of popcorn like and dumb, you know, and like they're not doing something correctly. And there's a lot of intimidation that goes into walking into a gym. Um, only from seeing it from my perspective of coaching, I can I can feel it when people are intimidated and when they're nervous. Mm -hmm. And if there's not someone there that's recognizing that, 
or has a support group within. That's why, I, I mean, I love CrossFit because of all of it offers, but I love it for the community most of all because they will bring anyone in and it's like, yo, you're here, high five. You know, it's, it, people can, they vibe off each other and it's a community part of it. But yeah, you tell people to start doing all of that right off the bat. It's no. so overwhelming, but there's, there are individuals that are like, done, I can do that. You know, yeah, and yeah. that's where I have to find when I talk to people, where their mindset is, what their personality is like, mm-hmm. what if they're, you know, type A, OCD, if they're very list oriented and very like, da, 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 they love macro counting. They love portioning stuff out. But if they're like, I really don't even know mm-hmm. if I have food scale. Then I'm like, whoo, we're not even going there. We're yeah. going to start with little tiny habits and we're going to document them all so that when, you know, six months from now, let's say it takes them and we just do little habits they're like, oh my gosh, look at all the stuff that I have been doing for six months that I didn't even know I was doing because I was doing it very week by week yeah. and doing it very strategically so that I didn't yep. get overwhelmed. And that's that's what I love doing the most is I can, yes, give people plans. And yes, I can have them macro count. And yes, I can give them all their macros. And those people, I still follow up with and check up with to make sure things are going good. But it's the ones that I know that they're like, that's not. And I don't want to assume, so I got to ask. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, don't be embarrassed. Like, if you're like, girl, no, I'm not doing that. That scares me. Then let's just start. Let's start from square one. And yeah. I have to, be, you know, and they're like, yeah. And you know, I've had one person say, I'm really embarrassed to tell you because I know that you like are really good about your food, and I know that you're really diligent. I'm like, let me tell you about my Dave Ramsey. And she's like a CPA. She's like, girl, you're stressed out about Excel sheets. I'm like, oh God, I won't even touch an Excel sheet. It stresses me out. She's like, oh God, that's my favorite thing in the world. You know? So I'm like, see, yeah. I stress about how things that you are freaking good at. Yes. And I'm good at this because I love it. And you're stressed out about it because it's not really your thing. Mm-hmm. So just let, you know, let each other help out and where our strengths are. Because yeah, if you want to make me an Excel sheet, show me how to use it. I need help. I need all the help I can get where it's, you know, it's vice versa. So I try to relate, even though it's not in the same, you know, component of weight loss or food, food prep, because I'm not going to lie and say that I'm not good at it. It's something that I love. And I struggle with other stuff that other people are amazing at that they would, you know, that might come don't just put me up here. I got some stuff that I'm not good at either. You're just coming to somebody who knows what they're doing in this realm. And if yeah. you came to me for a math Excel sheet, you know yeah. how dumb I am. So let's not worry about that. So it's just helping people feel comfortable, you know, and then letting them tell me what they can commit to, because I don't want to be somebody that says, do this, do that. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, when it doesn't work, I guess who they're coming after. Yeah. Hey guys, it's April. Richard Drinks Hot Cacao is my absolute favorite warm beverage. Not only is it decadent and creamy, but it's actually healthy for you. Did you know that cacao has over 40 times the antioxidants of blueberries? 40 times. Antioxidants and sort of free radicals, which cause cell and tissue damage. And we are on a mission to live our best lives. Retreat Drinks is something that I incorporate almost daily into my life to make sure it's the best. You should definitely check them out. Visit their website at retreatdrinks.com and use the code east to west for 20% off your first order. Happy sipping. 
Well, and I think, I think the other power in that strategy is that, you know, for many of us in the bariatric community, we, we very much have an all or nothing mindset, right? So it's like, I have to do all the things at one time to be successful. And then when you attempt to do all the things and you don't meet your goals, then you go, oh, well, I guess I've just, I, I, well, I screwed it all up. So now my day's blown, right? So then you go back to your old ways of coping, which usually involves food. And then that kicks you into the shame cycle. So now I feel bad about eating that. Now, you know, now, now everything is bad. And then the only way that I fix that is I eat, right? So then you're just going back to your old habits. So I think, you know, having that honest conversation with yourself about, okay, what can I commit to? What, and that is, that is the key word, right? Is commit to, uh, because naturally I want to say all the things, but I know I can't commit to all the things. So, so really, I think, you know, taking your approach and just saying, can I, can I track? Can I, can I weigh my food? Okay. I, I can't commit to those things consistently, but I can commit to making this one little change and trying and doing that for a week and then seeing how that went and, and adding things on. It's nice to know that there's really kind of three ways that you can start with based on who, you know, who you are as a person, what your personality is and what you like to do best. And, and really, you know, find, find that success uh, along the way and, and build from that. Because I think that's really how you just make this a part of your everyday life, right? Like that's the struggle. Like I want to start something new, but I have to do this for the rest of my life. So, you know, how, how do these little things become a part of our identity or become a part of what we do every day? And it's having little wins too. You know, I think when you set yourself up for having to do everything all at once, and then you don't succeed or whatever it is right away then you're like oh I didn't even I couldn't even do that well I can't you know if you have little goals where if I'm like if you have everybody has down days so if mm-hmm. it's two weeks from now that I'm working with somebody and they're like oh I just you know I'm not having any day I'll be like go back and tell me what your journal says what have you yeah. done for the past two weeks I've eaten breakfast were you doing that three weeks yeah ago? no yeah. I wasn't check yeah in. What about your water? How's that? Well, I'm, I'm measuring my water. I'm like, were you doing that a month ago? Uh, yeah. Check. Yeah. So then they're like, oh my God, I am doing, I am doing something like, you know, they're, even though they'd seem very tiny and not these big grandiose things, those little tiny inconsistent, like, consistent steps over a long period of time, you start to see weight loss happen. You start to feel better, but you like have, um, that's what I'm trying to say, confidence in yourself that you can do it because mm-hmm. you can look back and be like, oh my gosh, I have done all these new things. I am working yeah. really hard. It just, it, everything is all or nothing always. And yeah. I think people get caught up in that or they need to lose weight like tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, give yourself a process with it. Have it be a part of your lifestyle. Don't ever disregard it not being faster than anybody else. Yeah. Do your own journey and you will get there because you're doing it your way not Melissa's way or you know somebody else's way of doing it you're owning it and you can work with it and I think yeah you know and I never give a new goal until those ones are mastered so if they didn't eat breakfast great for seven days I'm like oh, there's your goal again for the week yeah but I'm like no I'm not giving you anything new until you can tell me seven days in a row yes I've done it because I'm not going to add something else if you're not already doing that What's yes and you're like, oh yep. right you're right so it's not even like they get stuff every week. It's more of they get stuff when they've shown themselves and, you know, me like, oh, I, Melissa, I did it. And then they get excited. I'm like, okay, what's our new goal? So it kind of works that way too. So they get excited about it. 
Yes. Well, and that reminds me of, this is like Jason knows. I think I, I, I show this every single episode because it's, it's my absolute favorite book, Atomic Habits by James Clear. He absolutely talks about this, how you, the way to master a habit is to, to start with one thing and you do not add in anything. You don't have it stack. You don't do anything else until you've gotten that one thing down. Like that is progress. And, and again, I think people think that like, I have to do all these things at once. No, you don't. That's how you kind of set yourself up for failure. If that is your personality, you need, you need to pick one thing that is going to really give you the biggest bang for your buck. It's an area that you are struggling with. And for, for bariatric patients, it's, it's either got to be your macros, or I always go, it's either protein, water, or vitamins. You have to start there. And if that's going to be where you start, pick one of those things and figure out how you're going to do it consistently and then continue to do it consistently. And when you get to the point where it just becomes something that you do automatically, now go on to the next thing, right? But if, if we, it's like Dave Ramsey, right? He gives you the, the, the big picture and here are the seven steps. But he purposely says, you do not do step two until you are done with step one. And it's the per it's exactly how we have to really approach our bariatric recovery, right? Step one is have the surgery. Step two is recover from surgery. Step three is like figure out your 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 mental side of things. Why am I freaking out over food, right? What is my why? Step four, figure out your nutrition. Step five, under, you know, incorporate movement as a part of your daily life, right? And then you like get to step seven. It's like enjoy your life. <laughs> Right. But all the, but you have to do these things and you really need to master each step before you really truly move on to the next one. Well, and the importance of small wins, celebrating your small wins also factors into that so greatly. And people discount that all the yeah, time. All the time. And it's just not something that, that you're, you have to give yourself, like April says, the space and grace to yeah. take some time to make these things actually happen for yourself. But yeah. you've got to, you know, recognize the fact that you did it, like you, you accomplished step one. So that's awesome. You got to take a second to relish in the fact that you did that. Mm -hmm. Then you get step two, then you start working on that. But each step of the way, you got to be like, damn, that's pretty cool. I, I didn't think I could do that. Now I've tackled it. Now let's move on to the next thing or it loses its luster at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Yep. Absolutely. So the, the next area that we're excited to talk to you about is kind of like wellness management. And I really, I don't know if there's a, a better term for that, but I think, you know, people get also overwhelmed when they think like, oh my gosh, I have all these things that I need to do in my day to like find success after bariatric surgery or just, you know, li live a healthy life. And it's true. You do have to do some things every single day if you want to be healthy. But you have like a crazy, ridiculous life. You have multiple children. You have a child on the way. You, you own and run your own business. You, you, you've got a, a husband who has a very you know, strenuous and, and also equally demanding job. Yet fitness, movement, and nutrition happen in your day almost every single day. So how do you manage all of that? How, how do you put your wellness at the top of your list every single day? I think... When it comes down to it, I'm super selfish, you know. Um, I'm I like joke about it, but I am selfish with my time for myself, only because I know if I don't do it, I'm a shitty mom, I'm a shitty wife, I'm a shitty oh. man. I'm not like I'm not I'm not as good as I am after I know what I do, what I need to do to fill my bucket. That's not going out to you know dinners and happy hours. That's like what I need to feel good is going to make the rest of everybody in this household 
the best it can be. And I think often too many times, especially as moms, they get mom guilt for it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, like mom, you know, my kids. I'm like, fuck all that. Like, you will be a better mom to them because you're taking time for yourself. And not that you have to have two hours a day, even if it's 30 minutes, do something that fills your cup for a hot second so that you can be a better version of yourself. And I don't think that's selfish at all. You know, there's so much that demands of us all the time. Not that like my husband's don't get demands either, but like at some point you ha- you can't just relish in, you've forgotten about what makes you happy because then you are in that nasty ass cycle of resenting everything and getting a funk. So I've always just been, you know, I call myself out. I'm just really selfish with what I know makes me feel really good and struggling with anxiety. If I don't work out, I'm not a nice person. Like my husband's like, I'm just not, I have the nervous energy that's there. I can Mm -hmm. feel it. I'm just not, I'm not myself until that sweat's dripping down my face. And that's maybe from playing sports since I was three and I'm 38 years old. And I, that's my outlet that I never knew was an outlet. But when I'm done, I'm like, Oh God, yes. I've checked the box. You never feel shitty after a workout. You're always like, all right, I'm ready to go. My endorphins are flying and I am addicted to that. So that's not something that I even question. Like I, it's just something that like, I get up and like you brush your teeth. I get up and I always make it, I always go to the gym. You know, it's not even like a thought process anymore. It's a part of my daily routine mm-hmm. because I've just done it for so many years now. But, but what I try and do on the days that I'm, you know, there's a pregnant shit. I'm almost seven months pregnant. And I'm like, oh my God, do I really feel like going, you know, I'm tired, but I'm like, you know what your day is going to be like if you do it? And if you don't, which, which direction do you want your day to go? Good or bad? And yeah. I get my butt up and I go, you know what I mean? Because I know what I feel like when I'm done. And I think often too many times people can't capture that feeling of doing whatever exercises they, they love to do and like, like really love it. And that is what gets me out of bed to do stuff. It's not because I'm like, oh, I'm going to the gym. I'm so motivated. <laughs> it's like, no, I know how good I'm going to feel when I'm done. I've never regretted it. I'm such a better human being when I get done, just get up and go. And so yeah. that's the workout part for me. That's what gets me going and continue to go is because I just know my mental clarity is better. I'm just a better mom. I'm less edgy. And I mean, people might not need to work out every day like I do, but for me, it just is like my, my anxiety med for myself. Yeah. It just helps me clear all of that. Well, and really what, what I heard was, uh, again, which you've kind of already said about, right? Like you're, you're very much in touch with your why, right? Why wellness and why movement is a part of your everyday life. You also know what, what you enjoy doing with your body. You, you know how you like to, to, to move it. And it's not necessarily being selfish. It's saying, I'm going to be the best version of myself if I put myself first and it's not for necessarily two hours a day either, right? I heard you say like, it, it's just recognizing, okay, here's the things that fill my bucket. And maybe today movement is just not going to be something that I can get to, but I can get to journaling or I can get to meal prep or I can, you know, fill my water bottle and get my vitamins laid out, right? I can meditate for a little bit. I can do a little bit of stretching, right? So kind of thinking or, you know, thinking about your like menu options of what wellness is to you and then making that the thing that happens either first or gets like almost scheduled in your day 
is how you make it a part of your day. Oh, I, I mean, I schedule everything into my day. Nothing happens by chance. I could show you the alarms on my phone. Mm. Um, and, it's, and people are like, God, nerd, you know? And I'm like, if I don't schedule it, is it going to happen? I yeah. don't know. If I didn't schedule the podcast today with you guys, it might have happened, but it was in my calendar and I yeah. made it happen. And so yeah. I think a lot of times people are like, oh, I'll get to it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in the day, yeah. like, oh, crap, I haven't done the thing. So yeah. for me, I always have my workout time is 930. That's the gym class time I've been going to for like legitimately 11 years. It's just wow. 930. 930 is the time that I go work out because I coach, you know, the ladies in my garage in the morning from six yep. to seven to eight. So 9.30 is my gym time. My kids will come to the gym with me. If they weren't in school, they know it's mom's time. I tell them, I'm like, hey, guys, someday you're going to have your time. And this is mom's. And if you want mom to be really cool today, we're going to the gym. So they like know that's a part of their, I mean, like they, Mimi, who's three and a half, is like, oh, yeah, gym time. Like she just knows that's where we go. Um, so that, that they're not, you know, it's kind of a part of their little lifestyle too. But mm-hmm. for like a nutrition um it's been 11 years now. So it's, it's, for me, it's just clockwork. But in the beginning, if I take myself back, I put things in my phone. So I would say, okay, what's your week like this week? Lizzie? Okay. Um, you're really busy tomorrow. Let's not food prep tomorrow. That'll stress you out. Okay. What about, mm-hmm. you know, like I would just look at my day and I would schedule it in legit and say meal prep and my alarm mm-hmm. would go off on like a Sunday at 8am or 9am. And he'd be like, I'm like, oh yeah, food prep. And I'm like, well, I gotta check it off my list. So then I would sit there and I would food prep, but I gave myself an hour. So in that hour, I knew I only had an hour to do it. And mm-hmm. I would put on a podcast or I'd watch like some stupid reality TV show that I never watched. But I was like, if I'm gonna do food prep, I wanna make it fun. I'm not just gonna mm-hmm. do it when my kids are five o'clock and starving. When I'm tired, you have to do it when it's fun for you. And I can't tell people what time that is of the day or what day of the week it is, but schedule it to where it's not a hassle. Because when it's a hassle, you're not going to do it and you're going to resent it. And then you're like hating all of it. So I always found a time that I'm like, and I looked through my week like, okay, oh, that's a good day. I'm going to do it that day. And then I bust it out and then I do it. And then it's checked off my little mark. So, and then just eating, obviously finding your own routine, whether it's, you know, whether people fast or whatever they do. Is just finding your routine and kind of sticking with it as much as you as much as you can because the longer you consistently do something, it like I said, it's clockwork. I don't even think yeah. about it anymore. It's just like, yeah. oh yeah, this is what I do every day. But I wasn't like that in the beginning. I haven't worked really hard at you know the gym was always there. I always was like okay, nine thirty, I, I commit to that. That's something that I love. I feel good. That's a non-negotiable. That's will happen no matter what. And then the food prep, I was like, ooh, now I gotta really strategically plan that out. So now I just plan it out on when I enjoy doing it. And still, I mean, now I have to do it the same way because schedules are crazy. Yeah. Um, and then eating, I mean, my body now tells me when I'm hungry because I'll get, you know, you can feel your blood sugar drop. I'm like, oh, yep, it's yeah. hours. I just, my body knows the way of eating. But if you're not used to eating that way, I used to put alarms in my phone. Yeah. And I was we- like, Thing, oh yeah, lunch. Ah, oh, then I yeah. eat lunch because if you're not used to eating yeah. that often, or whether you fast or whatever it is, you're gonna still forget because your body's not in clockwork yet. Yep. So that's kind of how I stay 
you know, I don't, I don't, necessarily, I don't necessarily think people need to be as regimented as I am if they don't want to be. I think everybody's got their own way of factoring in and, and doing all those things. But for me personally, with having two kids who are seven and three and one on the way, and my husband's gone, you know, 48 hours a week and then home for four days, I am working. I really have to strategize my days or mm-hmm. nothing. It won't happen because you can't just leave it up to chance when you're busy. So no. that's why I plug it in and I make it happen so that I don't forget. I check it off my little list when my bells ring and it yep. keeps me structured. And I feel like even though people sometimes don't want structure, everyone thrives off structure. Well, and no. yeah, because after bariatric surgery, you know, you, you really kind of break up with food, right? And you will get to the point where you're like, I don't want to eat. I'm not actually hungry. And you could just not eat. And that's not nutritionally sound either. So we always recommend people like use your phone and set reminders, right? For your vitamins, for your water and, and for your food. And I think too, that, you know, by scheduling in times, for your wellness, by scheduling in your workout, by scheduling in your meal prep, by scheduling in time to like, you know, the five minutes to stop and record what you ate in a tracker right. means that, that you, you, you are eliminating that excuse of, well, I don't have the time. No, no, no. You do have the time because you actually budgeted it in your day. It's just that you are not feeling motivated to do it, which means you are not really in touch with your why. You're not in touch with the reason that you really want to make these changes. Uh, so, you know, it, it all just kind of leads to, to, to the piece that you're missing. Cause if you are having trouble with this, then you're, you're missing something and you're just not going to find success long-term if you just don't do it. So, yeah, right. Like it's, you know, and I think, you know, and I, as nerdy as it is, I made a list of pros and cons. I don't even, I mean, I probably have it somewhere 10 years ago, but each year it changes of what's Melissa's day like when she doesn't do X, Y, Z. And what's Melissa's day like when she does X, Y, Z. And I'll write it out. I'll put down what I feel like, what my anxiousness is like, what my, my productivity for the day is like. And I hone on the fact that I chose poorly and got a shitty day because of me. Like that bugs me. If I know A is going to get me here and all I got to do is X, Y, Z because I know I'm going to feel better and I still choose this, that's when I'm like, no, Melissa, you're going to be like, no, you know, better if you just this way. And that's what keeps me, because it's not motivation, to be honest. It's more of the discipline and consistency of like, I know how good my day is going to be if I go down this road instead of not doing what I know I need to be doing because it's easier and it's more convenient. Yeah. Um, and it's a mental battle in my head. Like I sit there and I'll self-reflect for, for like a minute, even like the other day, I was like, oh, do I want to make, make lunch right now? Like, yeah. I, no, I just like, I'll just make a shake. And then I was like, well, the shake's going to make it jittery in like an hour. Cause you're like, this is the conversations that go in my head. Yes. Just like, yes, get your ass up and go, do what's already in the fridge. Like yes. you thank yourself. And after I was done, I was like, yay me, I did it. Yes. Jay- Jason had that experience the other day, didn't you? You were, it was something with like food. You wanted something else, but you had already meal prepped and you're like, God, like, why am I even worrying about this? Like I already did this. I just need to go eat that. Yes. Yeah, I got on a I got on a kick of making these low carb tostadas and baking them in the oven, and they're so amazing. But I got to the point where I had already meal prepped a bunch of turkey burgers that were just sitting there, and all I had to do is like twenty seconds in the microwave versus the 
you know, 10 minutes it takes to make these damn tostadas with the elaborate cheese placing and all the sauces and all this stuff. And I'm like, I was really halfway in the pantry grabbing the thing and I was like, dumbass, turn around, go to the, <laughs> go to the fridge. Because right. like, I wasn't even really on a break from work, technically. So I was just trying to kind of borrow some time. And I'm like, idiot, you can do this in like three seconds versus the other thing that takes like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And half the time I forget to turn the damn oven off when I get done. And I'm just like, you know, it's such a damn hassle that I'm like, why wouldn't I just microwave this that I've already made? Yeah. Because I took the, I took the, you know, 30 minutes to make them outside on the grill. So they were like, I like them. Everything was done. And I'm still trying to talk myself into something completely different that wasn't as helpful. You know, and I, I mean, I get that. I mean, here's coming from somebody who's, this is my jam. And I still have those thoughts. You know yeah. what I mean? So like, it's no matter who you are, everybody is not always motivated, but it was the same thing. I was just like, oh, but then like, if I was working with, if I was working with you, I'd have been like, hold up, stop for like just a moment and give yourself a fucking high five because you were mindful enough to catch yourself to do it. Yeah. A lot of work went into that, but yeah. Yeah. And you thought about it and I'm like, that's mindful thinking. Yes. And just be mindful. That's, I mean, that's what I do. I'm mindful thinking like, I know what's going to happen if I eat this shake. It's yes, it's yummy, but I'm going to be so hungry in an hour. Yeah. Just go eat the shit you made last night. Like you'll feel better. Well, that's And you did that where a lot of people don't think that yet. Yeah. And they go for the easier option. So like that right there, I'd have been like, win, done. And you got two wins. You ate your burger. You know, your day's great now. You've done way better than grabbing the toast. Yes. No, dude, Jason, I, we, we talk about this all the time when people, you know, people will share with us their experiences that they're going through. And he, he and I always say like, oh, wait, wait a minute. You just said that you stopped and realized that, or you stopped and thought about that. I was like, uh, before surgery, you would have downed four of those without even like contemplating it. So let's take a moment and like gold star you on the chart because look at the changes that you're doing. It's those little, it's the little like good jobs that we forget to give each other, but those little good jobs lead to more consistent good jobs, right? As you continue to go. And it's just having that internal dialogue, right? When, when you say like, well, be mindful, nobody knows what that means. We're literally telling you it's having this conversation with yourself about the actions and the things that, that you're deciding to do. That's what leads you to these, yeah, to, to these healthier decisions. And I mean, my, I mean, my husband's heard me. He's like, what are you, what are you talking about? What are you doing? I'm having a conversation with myself. Yeah. Oh, like, I know I should be doing right now. So just right. like, out of my own. Yeah. You know, yeah. Just butt out ABC our way out of my conversation with myself. <laughs> I mean, you know, and so I tell like that would have been that was a great like client moment if I had ever worked with you. I'd have been like, just hold up for five seconds and just be thankful that you fucking thought about that. Right. Yes. And people don't yes. ever think. That's the hard part is like they don't think that that's a win sometimes. I know. It's because we've been conditioned and we see things because nobody says that that's a win, right? That's why we're saying it's a win. Such a win. Yes. That that to me shows you're moving on a committed path Mm -hmm. to better yourself. Mm-hmm. And I'm not having to tell you to do it. Mm-hmm. You didn't call me to say, well, son, get me off the Tostitos. Oh, okay, and I'm down. You mm-hmm. did it on your own. So whatever you're doing in your own little journey, your mind's clicking with something. And that's yeah. how you keep weight off for the years to come. Yeah. Little tiny mindful moments like that. It's not yeah. like, oh, I lost a bunch of weight. It's like, well, you can tell me all the little stuff of how you got there. Not many people will say, well, I have conversations with 
myself. Or, yeah. Oh, no. I'll talk myself off. No. Because you, know? yeah. like, you, you sound crazy, but that's not, that's how, that's how we start. That's how we make wellness a part of our, of our everyday lives. That's how we put our wellness first is, is literally having those, having those mindful moments. Hey guys, it's April. I don't know if you know this, but Gather Juice Company was our first podcast sponsor. And for good reason, they make some bomb ass juices. My absolute favorite is the Sunrise and the Pineapple Express. Night Vision and Goldilocks come in a real close third and fourth. I also very much enjoy their smoothies. Pina Colada, top of my list. If you live locally in the Tacoma area, swing by their 6th Avenue location and try it for yourself. You're going to be hooked. Big shout out to Gather Juice. Thank you for your sponsorship. So Melissa, where, where do you recommend that, that we start then? So if, if we are, if we don't know where to begin our wellness journey, if you don't know how to start with nutrition, if you don't know how to incorporate movement or exercise into our everyday lives, where do you recommend we start? I, I, I think finding, you know, I think finding a buddy, um, I think always having some sort of accountability, um, whether that's a coach, whether that's a friend, whether that's a community whether that's whatever it is, finding people that are like-minded. It doesn't have to be the same goal or the same, you know, outcome. It can be, you want to better your life. I want to better my life. So whether we have different goals, how can we hold each other accountable? Because I have friends that have goals, but our goals are completely different, but Mm -hmm. in the same realm of like wellness and being healthy. So we kind of hold each other accountable. So if you, you know, finding a group or a coach or something like that to at least help you when you have the bad days of knowing that someone's there doing it with you. Um, I think finding what it is that you love to do for exercise, you know, mm-hmm. it does not have to be, it does not have to be who you're following. You know what I mean? Like I follow a ton of people that do bodybuilding stuff. I don't do body. I don't do any of that anymore, but I follow them because of other aspects that I enjoy about them, whether it's their food. I don't follow them because of their workouts. I follow them of the other little stuff that they post that I like. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, finding, people that you can relate to like on social media for workouts or it's, you know, what do you like doing? If it's swimming, if it's walking, if it's biking, if it's on, own something and find something that you really like and just have that be your jam. And if it's not your friend's jam, who cares? It's yours and you're going to commit to it because you're excited about it. Um, So I think finding something that you love doing exercise wise, that can be whatever that is for you finding some sort of accountability, whether it's a group, coach, friend, whatever, and then really stating like why you're doing what you're doing. You know, mm-hmm. why do I want to lose the weight? What's going to get me out of bed in the morning? What, what are the things that are deeply rooted of why I'm doing what I'm doing? Cause if it's super mm-hmm. cool, just losing weight. That, that doesn't, that doesn't no. work. you gotta, you gotta have something that gets you to the core a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then writing out like your pros and cons of why you want, you know, like why you're doing it this way. Um, or what's your day? I mean, as nerdy as it sounds, what's the day going to be like if you don't do it? What's the day going to be like? Yeah. Um, and then nutrition, finding what works best for you, not mm-hmm. Instagram, not Facebook, not whatever. What can you commit to? What is it macro counting? Is it portioning? Yeah. Is it just a goal a week? You know, and and owning that and knowing, okay, I really wish that I could macro, but I don't think I can do that right now. I'm just going to focus on 
one step a week. And that's, you know, mm-hmm. that's when you can look at your nutrition and say, what am I doing right now that I know I should not be doing? Not should not. More like, what what's something that I'm doing now that's not going to get me to my goal? Yeah. Um, probably well, the cereal in the morning, you know, or whatever it is. It's like, I probably don't need that. Yeah. Like, that's your first step. Cut it out. Yeah. Replace it with something like more nutritious if you're looking for a better breakfast or something and have that be your thing so it can be very small and strategic but if if people have a hard time even knowing where to start that way that's why accountability group or friend or coach is fun and nice to have because they can line out those steps so that you're not going in a puzzle circle going well i don't even i want to do that but how do i even do how do i even do that Yep. Well, and Jason and I kind of have a lot of experience with this because, I mean, obviously we touch base with each other frequently now and we'll just say like, hey, how's it going? Or I'll say like, I'm struggling with this. Or Jason's like, oh my God, I'm stalled. You know, whatever the case is. And just for he and I to be able to talk about like, well, what could you do differently? Or like, what could you mix up? It's not like we're coming up with any elaborate plan. I mean, it's literally like, well, maybe you should not buy those or maybe you need to like move it in your pantry or maybe you should try barbecuing it this way. It's just those little things and a little check-in that really allows us to make these changes in our in our days that don't require a lot of effort but get us back on track yeah and I awesome. think people try to do it solo you know and I think when you try to do anything solo it, it's easier to fall in between the in, in between the cracks because there's no yeah. one holding you accountable there's yeah. no one that you can bounce ideas off of, you know, and that's where I say for people that like want to spend money on a coach or people who are like, I don't have time for that, that I yeah. could find a group, I could find a friend, you know, have having that conversation of like, what are you doing for breakfast? Yeah. I'm sick of my breakfast. What are you doing? It just makes it a little more entertaining and fun yeah. than just trying to do things all by yourself because not, it, it just only lasts for so long, you know, and I am a coach and I still have a coach. Yeah. You know I mean, like I have a, I have a health coach that I use that I like. I have a therapist that I go to that I use that I like that. So like, even for somebody who's motivated and this is something that I do for my job. Yeah. I still go to a CrossFit gym when I have a gym in my home. Yeah. I can literally go do the same thing there, but I yep. go because it holds me accountable. Yep. One, I'm around people. Two, I thrive off social interaction. You know, for me being an extrovert, my introverts are kind of like, oh, I can work up on myself. That doesn't matter. But it holds me, it's a group of people that I thrive with when I'm there. And you always go a little bit harder. Yeah. Always yeah. go a little bit harder. You know, and, and so I think having that dynamic with a group or whoever always just helps. It just helps. And everybody's like-minded. Do we all eat the same at the CrossFit gym? No. We all eat completely different, but our goal is the same. Yeah. We want to be healthy. You know, yeah. we want to live long. We want our kids to see our routine and yeah. our path. And so we all are very like-minded, even though our goals can be completely, completely different. Um, and I think a lot too many times people just kind of do it on their, by themselves. And sometimes that can start out great and then yep. kind of fizzle. Well, it's just, we, it, it's interesting to hear how you do it. Cause Jason and I always say, right? Like we, we really approach this as everybody has their recipe right? And just like when you're cooking something, right? You, you try somebody's recipe and then you taste test it. And, and if, you know, may, maybe you don't like a certain piece of it, but you like, you know, 90% of what this recipe is. We're, we're just here to see w- what everybody's recipe is and then take from people 
what, what resonates with us and try it in our own recipe. That's all that we can do, right? Because what works for me is not going to be what works for Jason or for you, but I'm going to pick up a nugget from our conversation today that I'll be able to incorporate into my own recipe to, to make my life just as, you know, exactly how I want it to be and incorporating wellness, incorporating movement and nutrition is just something that, that we have to do to find success after bariatric surgery. And I don't know. I, I got a lot out of this conversation that I would have never thought of before, which is just like why I just freaking love doing this. It's just like all the time. I'm like, Oh, I would have never in a million years thought about that unless you want to send something. Right. That's yeah. That's pretty awesome. So Melissa, we always love to give our guests kind of like the floor at the end. Is there anything that we left unsaid or is there uh, do you have a favorite quote or a saying that kind of helps you through tough times? I think the, I mean, quite a quote, it's not really even a quote, but the stuff that I say the most when I work with people is, you know, like I said earlier today, like motivation comes just as quickly as it goes. And if you're fully, solely working through motivation, that's not going to get you where you want to go. It's got to be consistency. It's got to be discipline over a period of time. And I think people just hate that word and those, you know, like, oh, they want it right now. And they want things to happen really quickly. And you know, being in the industry for as long as I have and putting myself through so many different types of, you know, meal plans and regimens, and I wanted it fast. You know, like, why? Come on, it's been five days. Like, why do I not, you know, and it's, it's a process. And I think if people can understand that weight loss, weight gain, whatever your journey is, is a process. It's not a, like, tomorrow's your end date. They can mentally wrap their head around it. You know, I think too many, too often, it's like, there's a deadline. Well, why have a deadline? Like, mm-hmm. it should be on forever because the yeah. longer you continue with something, you're going to pick up more tips or you're going to figure out that your body does better on high carbs or your body is better on low carbs. Like, there's just all these different time periods, but if there's always a deadline for something, then I'm like, that's not wellness. That's you wanting a goal to be fit for something. And yeah. that's then, then what happens after that? Yep. It just is the rule and then you go back to start where if you can really just think of lifestyle changes and there is no insight, you always will be evolving. I still evolve and want new goals and want new stuff to do. But I think if you can not have it be your motivation to get you there, maybe it starts something, but you've got to really know that no matter who you follow on Facebook or how awesome that they look or whoever it is, there's a discipline and consistency of however they're there. They didn't just get there overnight. They worked their ass off and they might not show and all the, you know, stuff that you see, but coming from an industry of doing this for so long, regardless of where you're at with your journey, sacrifice, hard work, dedication, all of that goes into it. You know, it's not just something that happens by chance. You people really work hard for it. And that's, what I love about when people get wins is celebrating that because they put in the hard freaking work. You know, it's, you want it to be easy and it can be easy and it can be super fun, but you have to know that there's days that aren't awesome. And there's times that you're like, well, like, why am I doing this again? And it's, that's where I feel like having a group or having somebody to help you in those shitty moments can be like, Hey, I know why you're doing this. Come on, let's go yep. here. This is why you're doing it. I know why. And I think even all to now, you know, even from, I grew up with a dad as a firefighter and I married a firefighter. They see what people's lives are like at the end of health and not health. 
They see 80-year-olds that look like they're 50. They see 80-year-olds that look like they're 150. Yeah. You know, and it's all your choice through your lifestyle, what you choose mm-hmm. to do. And I think just, you know, having them always talk about, oh man, this poor lady, like she was in her 50s, but her all the medicine and all these things that just lifestyle change mm-hmm. that could have happened. I think in mm-hmm. my mind, ingrained, like at the end of it, you don't think about it right now at 38. No. But at 80, you can look back and be like, wow. Like, look at all the awesome steps that I did my whole life to get me to be the healthiest I am at eight years old. You know, instead of being like, oh, what if I would have started that at 60? I know. I did try to change my nutrition on this. You know, and I don't think, I mean, it's hard to look that far down the road, but I think just living it from Mm -hmm. being, you know, a daughter or dad who was a firefighter and then Jordan being like, seeing this day in and day out when he goes on calls. It's not necessarily fire calls, you know, it's sick people and a lot of it comes from health and I think if people can just like look down the road and say oh I'm going to take ownership of that now and I might mm-hmm. not be perfect and I might mess up and I might not look the way I always want to look tomorrow but I think ha- having that like towards the end of your life knowing that you completely did everything that you could to just be the healthiest human being all over you're never going to look back and be like oh, I really wish I would have tried that because now, you know, now I, I I can't, and I really wish I would have, you know? Well, that's why, I mean, that's why we had bariatric surgery, right? We we reached a point in our lives where we realized if we don't do something drastic, our lives are going to end in a way that we foresee and we don't want them to. So it's one thing to take the step and have the surgery and to recover from surgery, but the work really begins when you acknowledge the role that food has played in your life prior to surgery. And once you acknowledge that, then you kind of see what lies ahead of you. And, and if we're diligent and consistent and we plan and we put ourselves first and, and, you know, and we do all the, the, the things or we do some of the things that we talked about today, we are gonna find lasting success. Because like what you said, this isn't, there's no end goal here. The, the end goal is I'm going to die a happy, healthy person. And this is the rest of my life. So, you know, it's shifting that mindset and knowing that we can take it one little step at a time, celebrate the small wins along the way, uh, I, I think is, is motivating for us to continue to do, to do the things that, that we want to so do. So many little small steps. Yep. Yep. Way, you know, yep. and just doing something is a win. Yes. Um, yes. Like- yes. Like as funny as we joked about not having the meal shake and tostitos, that's a win, you know. Those yes. Wins. Yes. For a long period of time that I just, yep. I hope people can celebrate themselves for that because I just think a lot, you know, you guys know a lot of people. People just want they just see the end goal as their win. Yep. Mm-hmm. They don't realize, you know, along the journey. And any nerdy CrossFit, you know, documentary that I watch when people go to the games, it's never when they win. Yeah. They always reflect on all the shit, all the hard work, all the mm-hmm. crying they did, all the sacrifices of not being with friends or whatever it is that got them to that podium. That's what they always talk about. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, the wind's great, but oh my God, all of the like, that's what the emotion comes from for people. Yeah. They put yep. in the fucking work and look where it got them. It's never yep. like, oh, I win. I'm, you know, yay. It's, it's always reflects back to all, all of that. And I think if people can just know that that, end goal yeah is it ever going to be as grandiose as you think it is you're always going to reflect on all the hard work that you did Mm -hmm. to get there that's what fuels fires of like oh man i really did it 
Yeah. I really worked my butt off and I'm really excited about that. Well, they say it, the joy's in the journey. Totally. I, and and we're, embrace it, you know, and I think a lot of times people don't want to embrace it because they don't want it to be a journey sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You just want it to be over. You want to be there, but that's, that's not how any of this works. <laughs> that's not how any of it works. And I think too, you know, like, you know, obviously seriousness of like trying to plan your days and be healthy and do right. Like have fun too. Yeah. Life a little bit. I mean, if you have a beer, Oh, freaking well, you had a beer. Like you have to enjoy life too. It can't be all or nothing. It can't be, you know, Oh, I'm on this goal and nope, I'm not going to dinner with you. Cause I gotta, I gotta look like this, you know, whatever. I always tell people like, if you got a fun thing happening and you've trying to cut things out and you're trying to be really healthy, don't ever say no to like family birthday cakes mm. or 4th of July shit. Like mm-hmm. have a glass yeah, of planet. celebrate yeah. life because it's not guaranteed a week from now. So like you can still have very strict and diligent, you know, however you want your journey to be, mm-hmm. don't be so rigid that you can't live life too. Because I feel yeah. oftentimes people get too rigid and then they, oh shoot, I should, I should have done that. I'm like, no, you should. Yeah. yeah. Cause it kicks you into the shame cycle. Jason and I, we've been talking about this recently. Like food is not contraband. Food is something that you need to think about. Food is something that you need to plan. But if, if you want to enjoy something or if you want to indulge in something, then by all means, do it. But do so within a plan. Make it a planned eating event. Don't make it an unplanned eating event. We, start we, the next day, right back where you yeah. don't get yep. a cycle of like, oh, poor, damn it. Yeah. We, we, I know what to do tomorrow. I messed up today. Tomorrow's a fresh start. I'm going to be on it and yep. drop it. Yep. No, I just, I always want people to celebrate life and have a good time and not get so caught up in in all of it too, because I know it can be very, it can be very 50, 50 on the scale of like, I'm not touching this for this. And I didn't go to the happy hour because I'm on this. I'm like, but in reality, what if that was the last time you had happy hour with that person? You know, like, you never know, like you gotta still enjoy things in life and then you can still be on a consistent plan because it's not a deadline it's a journey enjoy it still you know and I, I think if people can enjoy that it is a journey and enjoy mm-hmm. that it's not a final destination to their goal they're gonna have a lot more fun with it you know they can live life and not feel like it's such a I'm always on a plan or I'm always yep. trying to count food it's no I yep. messed up last night whatever mom back on it today you know yep oh yeah Yep. Well, Melissa, we cannot thank you enough for your time. This conversation was enlightening and inspiring. We are leaving with all kinds of new things that we can do every day in our lives to, to, yeah, just to, to, to live our best life after surgery. So we very much thank you for your time. Thank you. If you would like to follow Melissa, we highly recommend that you do. She is on Instagram at Harbor Total Wellness, and you could also visit her website at www.harbortotalwellness.com definitely give her a follow there. Uh, And if you enjoy what you like and see uh, on the podcast, you can subscribe so that you'll be the first one to know when like new things drop. Uh, We would also love a rating, a review. And if you really, really love what you do, you can become a patron of the East to West uh, WLS universe. And that just helps us make sure that the support that we love offering you continues to be free and open for everybody in this community. Uh, Jason, did I miss anything? I don't think so. Uh, Melissa, thank you again so much for your time. It was very valuable information. I think uh, everybody in our universe is going to get a, a great deal of uh, 
great deal of information to take down and, and kind of attribute to their everyday life to help them be better in, in kind of what their, their overall goal is. So we just appreciate everybody for your support and listening and watching and following and all the things that you've been doing to help us keep to do what we love doing, which is helping you guys, because at the end of the day, it also helps us. So we thank you so much again. And uh, at the end of the day, just remember, you've got this, we've got you, and we'll see you next time. Awesome. Bye guys. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Bye-bye.